Before we dive into today's episode, I want to share an exciting opportunity with you. The Breaking Free Workshop will teach you a step-by-step guide to turn your passions into profit. Join us for a transformative experience where you'll learn how to smash through your career plateau with a personalized plan in five strategic steps, avoid common mistakes that could be holding you back, and identify critical actions for the next month to accelerate your progress toward your goals. Don't miss this opportunity to take control of your career destiny and create the lifestyle you desire. Your first workshop is free. Register now for the Breaking Free Workshop. Visit smashingtheplateau.com slash workshops for all the details. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash workshops. You have unique skills that no one else has. You have unique personality and a unique combination of skills and personality that someone will want to hire you for who you are and what you bring to the table. Today on Smashing the Plateau, we have an inspiring guest, Troy Larson, a seasoned technologist and entrepreneur who has dedicated his career to exploring the many facets of software and technology. Troy has gone from falling in love with programming on a Commodore 64 to traveling the world providing expert networking support and programming services. After overcoming the corporate grind and the challenges of initiating his own ventures post-COVID, Troy has found a profound passion in empowering virtual assistants through his unique program, The Unique VA Experience. In this episode, Troy will share his journey and discuss how he's helping VAs around the globe recognize their unique value, harness their skills, and elevate their careers with confidence. Get ready to learn about the power of uniqueness, the impact of community, and the essential nature of having measurable goals through Troy's experiences with objectives and key results. Stay tuned as he offers a wealth of knowledge that could be the catalyst for transforming your approach to business and personal growth. Now let's welcome Troy Larson. Troy has over 40 years of software development and technical management experience, including five years at Amazon as a solutions architect. In 2022, Troy founded the Unique VA Experience, a Filipino-based coaching company that has trained nearly 300 VAs, giving opportunities to Filipinos who are looking to change careers and stay-at-home parents looking to enter the workforce. In 2023, Troy launched the Developer CEO Newsletter, building on his 40 years of experience focused on the unique challenges of software developers who are running a small business or looking to start their own business. Troy, welcome to the show. Thank you. So you've had a long career, and um, I'd love to hear a little bit about how everything that you have done until now has kind of led to where you are, particularly in your entrepreneurship endeavors. Sure. So, yeah, my career goes back to around 1985 and uh, with the old Commodore 64 computer that I learned on at my neighbor's TV shop, his old Zenith TV shop. And ever since then, I've just been excited to learn about computers and everything related to programming. My career has been uh, all over the world, uh, providing networking support, programming. I mean, every aspect of 
of uh, software and technology I've been involved in. And um, in 2022, right after COVID, I wanted to launch a, a new business around technology. And I worked with VAs to launch the business and um, had a, some some struggles getting the the idea off the ground. But as I worked with the VAs, one thing I noticed was that they were willing to work these crazy hours, even though they had kids. And as I talked to them and kind of learned more about their their experience as VAs, they really are treated not very well. And they, they don't have a lot of confidence. And I wanted to take my experience and really help to coach VAs and help them understand how they can really elevate themselves and be able to take care of their families. And, and so that's why I launched the Unique VA Experience. Why do you call it the Unique VA Experience? So I, I chose that name for a couple of reasons. One is that I like to really focus on the uniqueness of each person, and I want everyone to understand their uniqueness. So we do weekly coaching calls with, with interns who want to be VAs. And one of the questions we get almost every week is, how do I get hired? Why would someone hire me? I don't have as much experience as somebody else. I'm not as good as somebody else. And I constantly reiterate the fact that that you are unique. You have unique skills that no one else has. You have unique personality and a unique combination of skills and personality that someone will want to hire you for who you are and what you bring to the table. And so that's that's one reason. And then the other reason, honestly, is I wanted this to be a unique program for, for VAs. And that's not a standard program. So we we provide a lot of hands-on real world experience. I want this to be something where people enjoy. We, we get so much feedback from people saying, uh, I had so much fun. I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a great learning experience. And I want them to feel excited, encouraged, and motivated to really be able to have a successful career as a VA. How long is the program? So we do monthly internships. So they pay a fee for, for uh, each month and we have different areas. So we do social media management and we do copywriting. We have also have a general VA program and we provide hands-on access to all the latest tools and technology. And then I am an avid technologist. And so I will bring all of my latest knowledge and experience and really help to kind of bring it to their level because a lot of, a lot of the VAs or aspiring VAs have had very little experience with technology at a higher level. So it's always fun to show new things to them and watch their excitement as they realize what's out there and what tools there are and how they can use them to really grow their career. Troy, how has the unique VA experience turned out in comparison to what you anticipated right before you launched it? I think it's really been interesting to watch how we've pivoted on a lot of things along the way. And as an entrepreneur, I think one of the most striking things to me is how how different things are after, you know, from when you start to after you look back and you see kind of what you thought it was going to be and how things turned out. You know, one of the things that we're we've been doing lately is doing polls within our webinars. And uh it's been so interesting because the questions that come up and the and the answers that you know the top answers on the polls are usually not what I thought they were going to be. 
And it's been a real eye-opening experience for me to look back and think, you know, as an entrepreneur, the things that, that I think would have worked did not work as well. And the, the other ideas that maybe someone on the team came up with that, you know, we had, for example, a boot camp where one of our VAs said, let's do a, a five-day boot camp every month and get people interested before they join the internship. And I said, that's interesting. And uh, it it's turned out to be one of our most successful uh, promotions is the five-day boot camp to get people interested. And then they eventually sign up to be a full intern. So I, again, I'm just always, it's always a learning experience as to what's going to work, what's not going to work. And you, you just never really know for sure until you actually test it. Troy, how have you been tapping into community to support your success? Yeah. So community, I really find that for me, I don't necessarily go into community. So as you know, for example, smashing the plateau, when we have our, our weekly um, community sessions, you know, I, I rarely go into it with a, a specific question or goal of getting something out of it. It's really around just immersing yourself with others and letting the conversation kind of organically fall around different topics and picking up things. And, and I inevitably leave with something that I didn't plan on getting. And I think that's the real joy of community is the serendipity of just stumbling upon some information or a topic comes up that you had not even thought about, or someone's building something or doing something, going in a certain direction that, that really you would have never thought about had you not been in that community. You know, because we get so narrow focused on our own ideas and what we think is going to work. But when you actually uh, hear other people, especially in other businesses that are unrelated to yours, there's so much to glean from what they're doing and what's working for them and what's not working. It's always an interesting learning when I walk away from, from a community session. Yeah. What's something that you didn't expect to learn from a session that you may have taken away? I think you know one example is uh, we were talking about LinkedIn. And in a recent session, uh, we were talking about LinkedIn and LinkedIn is all the rage and everyone's working on their uh, LinkedIn marketing. And uh, someone in the community had mentioned a course for uh, LinkedIn marketing, which you know was really helpful. And what I love about the community when we talk about these kind of topics is everyone has a different perspective on what works and what doesn't work. And and I really love the challenge a lot of times of being told, you know, Troy, I don't think that's a good idea. I, you know, I've tried that. It didn't work for me. And, and hearing that challenge, a lot of times it's not always easy to hear, but it a lot of times saves me a ton of, of wasted time hearing those, that challenge. So I think it's absolutely essential to, to every entrepreneur to be part of a community where you can um, get that back and forth. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I'd love to talk a little bit about a strategy that we're using in the community that you have helped to um, to develop and promote, which is using OKRs. And in particular, how that can be beneficial in a community context. Sure. OKRs, if you're not familiar, is objectives and key results. And it's a way of measuring the performance of an organization. And it's meant to be a very simple approach of 
of having a handful of objectives, very high level objectives. So for example, I want to increase, massively increase our social media presence, or I want to blow up our customer service quality on our team. So something that's very high level and somewhat not vague, but it, you know, we, we're not talking at a, a very specific level. We're just being, being high level. And then the key results are how we actually measure those objectives. So for example, uh, customer service, it may be we want to get a 75% approval rating for social media. We, we may want to get an engagement, a uh, certain engagement rate on our, on our posts. And so the OKRs are a way that we can establish metrics across the entire organization. And, you know, in our community, we have been, we've created an OKR spreadsheet in Google Sheets where the team can go and see all of our OKRs together. And, you know, we're not competing, but we're competing against ourselves. And we're, and we're trying to achieve our OKRs for, let's say, a quarterly basis. And, and the goal really is to keep on track and stay focused on those OKRs. It's very, very easy as an entrepreneur to get distracted by the latest and greatest shiny thing, the latest and greatest marketing gimmick. And the OKRs are a way for us to stay focused on what we feel is most important and what we've decided is most important. So there may be other things that are more interesting or other things that maybe are more hot and uh, sexy right now, but we want to stay on what's most important. And so the OKRs help us stay focused on that and really help us measure, um, are we actually making progress on, on what's most important? Yeah. What's different about working towards OKRs in a community setting versus doing it in a single corporation? Well, I think in a, in a community, when you've actually publicly shared what your metrics are, you're really committing yourselves to them in a public way. And there is a very strong level of peer pressure that you're putting on yourself in front of others. And I think it's a, an incredibly valuable exercise because again, as we are working by ourselves often as entrepreneurs, it's easy for us to just either give up or shift gears without any accountability. And so putting those out in front of other people in the community and saying, I am committing to this OKR by the end of Q1. And at the next meeting, if you were to say, well, I'm not working on that anymore, I've shifted gears to something else. Uh, in some sense, you have to really justify that to the community, even though, I mean, you're free to do that. But that peer pressure of, you know, I'm going to have to explain to the community why I'm shifting gears or why I'm not working on this. Or maybe I've not made any progress for two months on this OKR. And having to explain or have accountability to the other community members, it really becomes accountability to yourself in a public way. And so um, I think it's become really valuable because you're, it keeps you committed and accountable to what's most important. Yeah. We also know that when you tell yourself that you have a particular objective that you're trying to achieve, it's relatively easy to kind of slough off and, and not pursue it because other things may come up. Once you tell one other person about it, you are much more likely to actually follow through. If you tell a group of people, that increases the likelihood even more. And if you have a mechanism where you're going to see those people in a structured, consistent time, 
where you have to report on it, that increases the likelihood of your success even more. And I, I know I've seen research data that supports the, the, you know, that kind of progress. Well, and I, and I think also when it, if there's a case, especially when you're starting out, you know, your OKRs may change, especially if you're brand new, because you don't really quite know what's working yet. And so you, you establish some initial metrics and maybe those are going to change, you know, over maybe a bit more frequently than someone who's more established. But I think the, the exercise of if you are changing your OKRs or you're changing your focus, the community should see that and, and kind of jump in and say, Hey, sound, it seems like you're not quite focused on the right things or you're struggling on this because you're kind of changing directions a lot. Um, I think that's the real value of, of the community. It's not saying necessarily, okay, let's help you get your goals, meet your goals, but are you focused on the right things? And having other eyes on your on your goals and what you're determining what's most important, I think is a really, really important, a really, really important part of community. Especially when you have people in your community. We have one who's been in there for several decades and has got some amazing life experience. And I think that's you just can't get that when you're working by yourself. No, for sure. Troy, what are the steps that a corporate refugee can take? to use OKRs to make progress toward their goals, whether or not they're trying to do it in a community setting. Yeah. The beautiful thing about OKRs is that they're incredibly simple. And, you know, while there are tons of tools and spreadsheets and templates that you could use, I mean, it could be as simple as a whiteboard where you simply list out what are my, I would recommend say three objectives. And then under each objective, maybe have two or three metrics that you're tracking. So in total, let's say, you know, a minimum of six metrics that you are tracking for your business. And I think that's a really great uh, starting point. And then literally every day or every week on a, on a regular cadence, you want to update those numbers to make sure that you are making progress on those, on those metrics. So you want to have a, you know, what's your, what's the target date for these, for the OKRs? And then how often are you updating them? And then Whatever your mechanism is, whether it could be post-it notes, it could be a whiteboard, it could be a spreadsheet, it could be a software tool. It's literally just a matter of measuring your progress on a regular basis and seeing, am I making progress or not? If I'm not making progress, why not? And trying to understand, am I, am I actually, is this something I'm actually working on? Is it something I should be working on? And if I am working on it, what is not working? A little focus, discipline, and perseverance goes a long way. Yes. Yeah, I think for OKRs, it's all about consistency. It's all about follow-up. And that's true with so many aspects of, of entrepreneurship. And it's just another area that I think consistency and discipline is, is so crucial. Let's face it. Ideas are a dime a dozen, and implementation is really hard. And there's a lot of trial and error in business success. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's been the most challenging for me is there, we hear a lot that, you know, there's failure is a common theme in launching your business and learning from those failures. And it really comes from the, you know, failure really is the idea that I think this is going to work this way and it doesn't work that way. And, and learning from those and, and pivoting based on those failures. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I've been an entrepreneur for 17 years and um, there's there's always a lot of trial and error. And anytime I try something new, I never know how it's going to work out. But 
you got to take the first step and try. Otherwise, you're not going to you're not going to learn. You're not going to know, and you you won't succeed unless you try. Yeah, and I I think one of the most helpful things for me that I learned about failure was when you try something and it doesn't work, you now know that you no longer that's off the table. It's one less thing for you have to worry about because you know that thing is not going to work. And instead of saying, "Well, that thing is not going to work," it's a failure. It's like, no, you just learned what did not work. And so I think uh, it's it just kind of it helps to focus on what you should be working on rather than uh, what you shouldn't be. Absolutely. Well, Troy, we've covered a lot of territory today. Is there anything else you'd like to share that I haven't asked you before we close out? I don't think so. Okay, good. For someone who wants to learn more about you, get in touch with you or access any resource that that you may have, where is the best place for them to go? My website is troylarson.com and you can learn more about the unique VA experience if you're interested in um, hiring a VA for your own business social media or general VA. And then also, I've also launched the developer CEO newsletter, which is available there as well for free. Sounds good. Well, Troy, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. Um, Share a little bit about your experiences and your insights. My guest today has been Troy Larson. Thank you, Troy, for joining us. All right. Thank you very much. Making the leap from the corporate career track to entrepreneurial business ownership can be done more effectively when you follow a system. In our Breaking Free workshop, you'll learn the five steps to smash your plateau, craft a weekly progress plan, and avoid common mistakes. This workshop is for dreamers, risk takers, and those ready to accelerate their business journey. Your first workshop is free. Visit smashingtheplateau.com slash workshops for details and to secure your spot in the next workshop. Don't miss out on this opportunity for a career transformation. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash workshops. Join us on our next episode of Smashing the Plateau for more wisdom from industry leaders. Until then, keep striving, keep believing, and keep smashing.